drink is prepared. The drink is prepared, everyone. Listeners of all ages and sexes and backgrounds, um, welcome back to an episode. It's a Capri Sun. It's a. It's not though. It's clearly blackberry whiskey. Oh yes, thank you, Colorado, for this. Colorado, um, welcome back to the third installation of Historically Insignificant, uh, a podcast that you know what? Like, I feel like every other podcast, it's like this is what we're talking about. This is what we're talking about. We're talking about whatever we want in this podcast. So all I'll say is historically insignificant, big questions, no answers, big conversations. Um, I think we're going to get into shit. This time. Yeah, no, I think this time is is our time to shine. <sighs> okay, yeah, says the, the A student over there. That's me. <laughs> anyway, so it's Drew over here. Jason over here. And thank you for tuning in for the third episode. Like we said, we're just going to be shooting the shit this episode. It's been a long week. It's been a lot of stuff going on. Oh, yeah. And honestly, I think it's just one of those things where we wanted to get together, do another episode. Everyone's quarantined, right? So Yeah, we had to address the the, the trauma that the nation is uh, experiencing right now. And so we do that by pouring some libations and just having a good conversation Mm, some of your grandfather's old medicine oh oh, the the what is it the the snake oil the snake oil (laughs) (laughs) snake that's that's me wanting to play red dead again all right guys thanks for tuning in we will be right back with your main content for your viewing pleasure Is that significant? Did I miss something? <laughs> I don't. I don't think you miss anything. Snake oil is uh, in Red Dead. I think that's like the medicine that they gave out. For some reason, I thought that was just going to be some like dank, dank gin or rum or something. Oh yeah, <laughs> uh, they definitely have like a tequila uh, that is that has like a rattlesnake in it. It's like oh okay, maybe maybe that's where like it adapted, it or like, maybe maybe that's some other form of uh, a type of liquor from like Asia. Although a rattlesnake would probably be pretty hard to come by. Can you believe that Red Dead is still like $55, like $60 or something? The game industry has a hard time letting go of pricing. <sighs> it's such a good game too. And if they just brought it down a little bit, I'd be all over it. Hundreds of hours. Oh, the Valve Index was released uh, maybe two weeks ago. And it was released at, uh, guess the price. Just get just one guess. For the Valve Index? Yeah. I mean, that's the headset, the the handles, the whole nine yards. Okay. Okay. I mean, it's it after seeing some of the half-life gameplay, like I would say thousand dollars for that kind of gaming experience. I, it's, it seems justified, right? uh, I mean, it does. I wouldn't. It does. and It doesn't like, I don't know. Like, uh, I was watching some people play some game that the new half-life Alex on there. It was like, uh, you know, it's only a seventeen-hour game, so you're uh, so you're paying a thousand dollars plus an additional thirty to sixty dollars, depending on the game, uh, for for a game that's only seventeen hours with with potential replayability, not necessarily replayability, and then the rest of the game library is about two hours of content you'll never play them again. <laughs> that's true. I guess that's true. Do, I guess. Do you think they they could do uh, online VR? Index? Well, they. <sighs> 
they do. I, I they can't do. imagine doing any. I mean, they do online like multiplayer, one v one, two v two. Like, well, they do a bunch of those player versus player. Yeah, I mean, they have like they have like a Counter Strike variation of, of uh, that's actually like five v five. I feel like it would just be a, a trash campfire. It's pretty funny. It's pretty funny. It's, it's, it's pretty good content. That's <laughs> pretty good content. I remember the lightsaber game on the the VR. That was the old VR, and if you put it on the index, maybe it would which be one? Like, the Beat Saber? No, no. The, oh, like an actually. <gasps> Are you talking about the arcade version where you had to play the entire Star Wars game as a jet fighter, and then the very last level you had the jet, you had the 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 pilot stick or the control stick, sure, joystick, right. yeah, 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 um, mm-hmm. and you mm-hmm. control you fought Vader mm-hmm. at the end. Mm-hmm. Oh my god! Exactly. Um, but anyway, no, I think I think they should make it cheaper because it's like everyone's just being like inside playing video games. Right now is the time. If you guys want to start your streaming career, hit me up. Hey, there you <laughs> go. It's, it's the time to start soliciting uh, enablers. Yeah. The, the horde the horde no i we were we were talking before this me and jason we were talking about like the economy and stuff just randomly because of all the the virus stuff um so i was like i haven't necessarily seen games or like gaming stuff necessarily mm-hmm. adapt to it there's a few games that they put out for free with kind of like this right right message. all the new content that's coming out like through netflix and even like uh newly released movies going straight to uh, streaming services. Yeah. Oh, holy! Cr- I was when we when I was talking about uh, Burke Kreischer and Tom Segura, the comedians. Did you know, like, if you think about it, you can't do comedy like at all because you can't have like you could if everyone was six feet apart and there was no more than ten people in your uh, audience. <sighs> you can do like really small <laughs> would, scale comedy. How, how would your crowd work? Work. <laughs> like, hey, uh, you, uh, the fifth guy in a row. <laughs> <laughs> I told. Uh, I don't remember who it was. I told someone at work, I was like, you should, you should try your comedy to this crowd. And I was like, with everyone six feet apart, as soon as one person starts laughing, you're like, Oh, it's that guy in quadrant six, four. Like, <laughs> I know exactly who it is. It's a guy four feet from me. Yeah. I'm breaking a policy. Yep. Oh, geez. Oh God. Um, but anyway, like I said, the 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 video games not being cheaper is weird. It's nice that the movies and everything are changing. I mean, obviously, like Domino's and stuff is like doing. 50% oh, dude, off I, my new favorite commercial, uh, Burger King, saying like, you may not be thinking about Burger King right now, but Burger King is thinking of you. Oh, if you come by and you order, you order on your phone, we'll give you two free kids meals. Um, so you can They're take a thinking month. about the children. And I've always thought, like, what would Burger King do in this situation? And now I know. And now you know. They would take full <laughs> advantage. And it didn't require a fucking email from, uh, you know, every company that's ever had my email uh, <laughs> to tell me what the policy on COVID is going to be. You were just like, it's selling more Whoppers. Big Whopper. It's a big Whopper of a deal. <laughs> <laughs> hey, guys. It's me, the Burger King. We have a Whopper of a deal right now. Uh, somebody, somebody made a really good point. What was it? They were saying like also like all house remodeling stuff would probably be pretty easy because right. most people are like having to stay indoors. And so they're thinking like, you know, how, how, do, how can I make like the place I live in every day when right. that I have to be surrounded by it all the well, time? What's funny is like my neighbors were talking and they're like, oh, hey, we, went to, we went to Home Depot and spent are the, $600. Are, we, are these the? No, no, no. These are the good people. Okay. Uh, they, <laughs> they went to, it wasn't Home Depot, it was Lowe's. They went to Lowe's and spent, they said like $600 on things. It had been 48 hours and she said my husband's finished with everything (laughs) (laughs) they were like i've never seen this level of productivity out of him everything's done but he's stuck in the house and for some reason instead of talking to me he just wants to get all this stuff he's like i can't stand her (laughs) gotta go build a shed they didn't tell me this when i got married five years ago i told that to one of the guys at work i said you know uh it, it doesn't mean i don't love my wife 
but I definitely value my time at work. <laughs> that's, and that's when he was like, that sounds like a really healthy relationship. That's exactly it. That's exactly it. And guys listening uh, and gals, uh, don't be afraid to admit that. I mean, like uh, living in a house together with somebody is much different. And especially when you add in marriage and children, like having that time apart is super important. Oh, yeah. No, that's that's a fact. And I feel like for me trying to make some of those transitions and everything like living with someone while it is like for some people like that very romantic thing, it is very much like a you're living in the same roof like humans need shelter. You don't you think like every single group of cavemen in their shelter were like we should all sleep on top of each other right. every single night. Well, it's romantic. So up until- we're strong. In the morning, we could shoot without strong. shirts on. We're strong. <laughs> like, I, I don't know. I'm not. Uh, kill, kill very, very genetic, genetic view of manliness. <laughs> we're gonna, we're gonna have our chest hairs touching. We're we're gonna hug without shirts on. <laughs> it's a, it's a, it's a weird it's a weird uh, place to be, and and you know we're we're going over like our list, like oh what do we have to make for dinner this week and stuff. I was like I kind of just want to like. Postmates, some Chipotle, because delivery free, fees are free now. There was a bunch of people that I know that worked in schools that were saying, I'm going to start working for Postmates and stuff it's like the, that just because it was like, it just seemed like a good like time to get involved, I guess. No, it's it's a great time to be involved. In fact, when I before I transitioned to you know, the job we work at, um, I actually looked into working at like, not Postmates, but it was DoorDash. And because I talked to a career counselor and she was like, you know, we have drivers who make like $27 an hour. <laughs> <laughs> Your career counselor wasn't like, you're like, hey, like what career should I have? And she's like, delivery driving is just so lucrative right it's now. It's so hot right now. <laughs> so he's like sitting in front of your shit and it's like. No, it was a transitionary job. Like hey, until, oh, you find, okay. until you find your dream spot somewhere. Um, <laughs> yeah, delivery driving the shit right tell now. Tell me much worse. Oh, she's like, you need to go. Um, work in a submarine. I had a career counselor that I, I was literally like, I was getting done with my degree. And so it was mm-hmm. more of like that kind of a transition. And she was just like, you know, like, yeah, grad school's cool. It's a lot of money. I, I wouldn't do it if I was you. And just like had that like whole air about yeah. it. And yeah. I was like, oh, I don't know if any of this is going to be good. And I was saying stuff like, oh, I kind of want to be like, I could be a lawyer. Or I could do this. Like I was thinking like full on. And, and she was like, or you just don't, right? And I'm like, how, how long have you trained to tell these people? Yeah, these what's your, what's your, you know, and to be honest, like I, I never, the only thing I ever wanted to do was join the military and then do everything I could to join special operations. And when those things didn't work out, I was like, well, I'm done being in the military because I can't do these things. Uh, and then I got out and I was like, oh, fuck, I didn't have like a plan besides that. You're like, oh, wait a second. Oh, Jesus. I didn't think that one through. Right. And I was like, do I go back to school? Not nah, school, stupid. And then I was like, do, what, what do I do with my with my life? And it's like, as a 25-year-old, I got hit with every question every 18-year-old gets hit with. Oh, and you were like, I, I think I passed the 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 the, the mm-hmm. line. Like I'm on third base, and someone told me there was two other ones. Yeah, I'm on third base, but I got to go back to first base to run the bases again. <laughs> you left you left something on first. All base. my friends from back home are like, like, "Yeah, the- we we have master's degrees now." And I'm like, "I own a fucking house. I own my car." <laughs> right. I guess that's a good point too. You're like, "Wow." I mean, who cares? Uh, it, it's funny. I don't. When it comes to the career counseling thing, I, I guess it's weird that people like purely counsel you and what kind of job you're going to have, especially like you said, like jobs are so back and forth. Mm -hmm. If I go back to like the financial side of that right now, like the fact that there's so many people without a job, especially in that sector, it's kind of surprising that 
even from that level, right? Mm-hmm. Like there's not, I don't know, like there's not this like bigger massive panic. Like I know everyone out there is thinking like everyone's like freaking out, right? As they should if they if they feel like they if that's how they express that feeling, right? If that's yeah, how they, I that's always fine. say like reasonable worry, right? Right. But, like if you are freaking out, like do you whatever your reasonable worry is. Mm-hmm. But like I would be freaking out about the fact that there's like millions and millions of workers that just dude can't like can't pull in. Check. Like I said the other day, like. Hey man, I know it sucks. I, I, and I know it sucks to be jobless. I've been there. I've done that. But fucking uh, lots of big corporations are hiring. Give Kroger money to the big corporations. Kroger's hiring. Fucking Kroger's hiring. Walmart's hiring. Uh, Amazon's hiring. Uh, FedEx is hiring because all those businesses aren't uh, at, uh, needing less people. They need way more people. I feel like all the problem with all those businesses is all of those businesses are just being given the money that could have been being given to the to the who workers. to uh, to workers right but like i mean in, in, i guess in a roundabout way it is being given to workers but i mean i guess this goes back to the conversation we had the other day where should small businesses be getting larger you know bigger more more share of the money than large corporations I, you know what fucking suzanne's pottery pottery shop where she sells knickknacks <laughs> like i mean like i i, I don't exactly i don't i don't about. want her to not have a job right like i don't right. want her to not be able to follow her dream right now i don't know a lot of people who need vases <laughs> i don't i don't know and i don't know how many people vases is very high <laughs> i don't know how many people she was uh currently employing but i imagine it wasn't walmart levels I, yeah i don't know I'm, I'm still just in the boat where like it doesn't make sense to me that the like everyday people are expected to have months worth of savings to get through times like this. And <laughs> that then the, pisses me off. It, it's, it doesn't make any sense. They're like, I know, and it's 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 very it's very uh, what's that? That's that's part of my privilege, and it's not necessarily white privilege, but it is privilege. Right. It's because like, like I have that, but like I learned to do that, you know, through like lessons my parents taught me and i just had the fortunate ability to be in the military and save a fuck ton of money right and i mean i would yeah and i would still say like from the from the the bottom of the conversation like you should still like have to earn what you have right Mm -hmm. and like so like for the people that can save in that regard like it makes sense to save right Mm -hmm. but i just think like the the entire concept of like again like you should be having three to four months of savings, regardless of the situation you're in, even if all of your expenses double, mm-hmm. because that's how prepared you are of a person right. to say that in general is so like just antithetical, but to say that like right now, well, like, it's hard. Yeah, that's, like, Cause that's you a know, super shitty thing 20, to say 30 years ago, like getting a house and putting your kids in a public school and mm-hmm. doing all those things. Like that was all like, all anyone did right, right like right. it was just it was run of the course and you you would still have like hobbies and stuff, i would say like, uh getting to places seemed much harder if you were to ask like my grandparents like getting around was the difficult thing like owning things was easy owning things was easy but everywhere we went was two miles and it was always snowing and it was always a pill i don't i don't understand that <laughs> <laughs> i never got that i don't know how you can get the to reoccurring like thing. yeah if you're at point a and you go to point b and it was two miles uphill in the snow and how the fuck we was going from B to A also up uphill? <laughs> Did you? That's like a that's like a, a brain to a brain teaser. Doesn't make any sense. I get yeah, that's that's true. But like I don't know. Back then, like yeah, maybe you could have months of savings because what else you were spending on it? It's like now your, your mortgage was a pack of gum and a fuck it in your pocket lint. Oh god, it's like the fact that people can route spout off like five different economic things that like are all statistically true, mm-hmm. and people can just look at those and be like. 
everything's great. And now we're like doing another 2008 buyout of all these. Well, no, it's crazy. He's like, I think there needs to be perspective on that statement. Like everything's great at the macro. Like everything's great at the, at the large scale of I mean, the country level, but like in communities, things are bad because all the shops are closing down. People are losing their jobs. Like, because the big corporations have such a lion's share of the GDP for the nation, it doesn't really fucking matter that, like, like I said, like Ethel's fucking, you know, uh, woodworking. And that sucks. That sucks. I want to be a wood, wood, woodworker. I don't want to go to a job. I want to fucking get, get an all in my backyard. That's for, that's Bert, for, Bert Reiser was saying, like, he would, he would, he would go to schools or whatever. And, like, I'm probably butchering this, but he said he would, like, when he would go to schools and do, like, motivational speaks, he was like, he would just lock the door and maybe he was speaking about this in like the, the hypothetical sense, but he's like, I would just lock the door and tell them to do whatever they loved. And I was like, that's so great. Like, that's so sweet. And like, when you're young, like if someone told you like, do whatever you love, but not from like the millennial, like education process, you know, cause people used to say all the time, like follow your dreams and stuff, but you knew it was ingenuine. Well, I mean like, I don't know, man. I mean like, and I, I don't mean to cut you off, but like that shit was true. That shit was true up until you think that shit two, was true, like when somebody up until would tell January you to do 2020, that? that shit was true. I mean, so like I would say there's obviously like a back end to that. Wait, you probably, would say I'm sorry, you say you would say it's true that the 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 teachers and the leaders are saying those things, or you're no, it's that, true you that you can, you could, I could literally go and and fucking take pictures of my genitalia, and there is someone out there is gonna fucking buy them. I could By make the way, a living. His only fans account is jsleazy <laughs> at twitch.com. Twitch everyone everyone stop. Invariably by. not only fans. <laughs> everyone stop by. The content is to like die premium for. Snapchat. Yeah, no, you can make money fucking literally doing anything. I know many of my friends from the military who got out and they literally take hot pieces of metal and scorch wood and make designs and they make their entire livings off that. It's like sure. I know a guy who fucking just does professional like uh, fishing tournaments, lives his entire year off of just fishing. Well, let me ask this then, like for the person that was like doing the the fishing, for example, it's mm -hmm. like what 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 like story are we talking about? Like, are we talking about somebody that like for ten years put in backbreaking work and oh. then has the opportunity to do whatever? Oh, like, well, I mean, so like most guys that I know don't have the level of disability that I do, so. I would say take that off. Like when you think of like what oh, I'm talking about, it's sure, not, there's, sure, they don't have sure. that safety net. They just have the opportunity. And when you talk about backbreaking work, I mean, like I think pe um, uh, people are just, a lot of people aren't willing to put in like to be great at anything. They say you need to do 10,000 hours of anything to be great at it. Oh, right. Absolutely. And so like someone who puts in a uh, hundred hours, just getting fish every year for their family or just going out for a beer and fishing, like probably isn't going to win. A professional fishing tournament and make fifty thousand dollars in a in two days. Sure, and and no, that totally makes sense. Like you still like, I, I would agree with the first part for sure. That like a lot of people just aren't willing to put in like the level of work that's needed to to get into the, like well, what they see. Maybe success not. Has. Maybe not. Not willing. Maybe Incapable. don't ha don't have the ability to. Sure. Right, because now we have everything costs so damn much nowadays. It'd be really hard. It'd be really fucking hard. To put in ten thousand hours to do anything. See, and I don't, I don't even think it's an access thing. I think it's like, uh, how, how would I say it? I don't, I don't think it's an access thing. I think it's like people just don't, don't even feel the necessity or the motivation to want to do it because, like, the quality of life that they experience has always been like so. I don't know, just beyond anything anywhere else in the world on average. Oh, you definitely need to get a bit of perspective. So, um, go to your local recruiter. 
<laughs> get deployed get deployed to fucking no, that's what i'm saying i'm saying here the quality of life is so much better yeah that's my point is like right. the, to, to say that it's like the whole like you know uh hard times make strong men right weak times make weak men, right. blah 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 it's like right now you would argue that the weakest people are being created just in general and i mean right. like from a cultural maybe even physical standpoint and i'm not trying to be like full on but I, I was having a conversation with somebody and they were literally like well, what happens if we do how do house quarantine? We're just going to be in our house for a month. And I was like, there's some people that would say, what if a month turns into years? And it's right. like, that's a person that's like, motivation is not my fucking problem, right? Because they see like the end times and they're like, it's always in my sight. Right. But for the majority of people, I think like that level of like innate like survivalism is slowly like. Well, the, the reality of what survival here. would take. I mean, like, and here's the big thing. And here's the big thing. This is going to sound shitty, but like. Yeah, that could happen. That could that could totally happen. We could totally be fucking locked in our house. I mean, we'd have to do our podcast through uh, like ca- calling through Discord. But like that that's me and you, okay. right? That's me and you. We'd have the motivation to find a way to do something, right? That's Even true. though this doesn't make us money, all those sponsors, if you're fucking listening. No. <laughs> if you're listening, we have one sponsor and it's sitting in our inbox from Anchor, okay? Yeah, Anchor is sponsoring us. So. Like, Appreciate on. you, Anchor. Yeah, um, we'll, we'll give you 30 seconds sooner or later. There was 10 for you. <laughs> Um, but like I would find, like, I, I found a way to make money from home I, and, and, and I know you could too. Absolutely, I know there's sure. lots of ways and it doesn't mean you have to like work on your computer and do stripping. You don't have to do, you don't have to do Twitch streaming. You don't have to do, um, cybersecurity. You could literally just work at your home, learn a skill, learn to learn, learn to just figure something out. People will buy lots of shit, grow some stuff. That's what I was going to say. Grow some stuff in your fucking, shit. Yeah. Grow some stuff in your backyard and sell it to your neighbors. Oh, like yeah. it doesn't need to be sell it, sell it, sell it for something you, that they make. You could hypothetically Barter. buy things like on certain websites and sell them on other websites. Yeah, like and you, the, you and could buy just good deals. Good and then people will be afraid of like and, you know like my I can't pay my mortgage. Well, guess what? The bank doesn't have the amount of gun skills necessary to take my fucking house from me. There you go. <laughs> there you go. You're gonna go. Uh, God damn it! I wish I remembered it. It's the it's the dudes. Shay's Rebellion. Right. Sorry. No, it's no. like you go full Shay's Rebellion on the banking <laughs> system and you just post You up. want my fucking house? You post up with Come the postmate and right, you, right, just, right. you invite the motherfucker. I'm calling some buddies into town. And we're going <laughs> to defend my homestead. Yeah, I guess part of the, yeah, like part of the conversation for me is like, you know, there's some things that it's just an asset, an access problem. Sometimes it's a motivation problem. Sometimes it's just a, a parenting problem. Like sometimes you just don't get raised with oh, a value. Yeah, that you dude, that's be a big thing. That's with. a big thing. And I think that's a big thing, um, especially. I think it's probably more indicative of the time right now, right? So, like our grandparents, the boomers, right? They were raised by people who grew up during World War Two or World War One. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, and or went through World War Two. Um, or that, the Great Depression and, and the Great Depression, <laughs> uh, like a, a myriad of other horrible things like the Korean War. I mean, like those yeah, things, the Civil War. those real, the Civil War, <laughs> those really, really trying times um, provide a very, uh, very uh, strong backbone um, for not only the person who's raising somebody, but also the person who's being raised. Um, a, a distinct set of morals. And I'm not saying that like your parents have to fucking have been in the military to be good people. That's fucking ridiculous. Right. But what I am saying is that a lot of people now being raised have parents who one were either in for a year or two during desert storm or even earlier in other wars that were very heavily contested by the 
the random or the general citizenry of the United States. Mm-hmm. You know, like the pa- people who were raised by people who, uh, who's you know, if people who are whose parents were a part of the hippie movement, which isn't a bad thing. I'm not saying that the hippies are bad. Everyone played their place in history, right? Everyone has their right. fucking time time in history. Those people are going to have a different set of values, and those values are going to are going to trickle down. It's not the economy, but it's going to trickle down to the next level. Yeah. Do you think? Because I think like 9-11 is the trickle down moment for like this time. Because right. if you're looking like if you're looking like nineteen years, I would you're say looking at like the the youngest generation right now. But if you're looking at the parents of the others, right, like anyone born in probably like early to mid late eighties and beyond, right, it's like all of those people were technically raised by parents who had to experience that event mm-hmm. in its fullest kind of like, uh, right. Like my daughter will get that because I was, it wasn't, I wasn't a toddler when it happened. I was, uh, I think I was in like sixth grade. Right. I mean, which, is, which isn't still very old, but, but I it's remember still like your parents then right, treat you a certain right. way. And then you kind of, it's so facto yeah. do a similar thing. Right. And that was like, dude, I knew I wanted to join the army before I was in sixth grade. But like once I, I was like, I'll drop out of sixth grade now. Yeah. I'll go now. Into it. And I would have fucking died. <laughs> so <laughs> I thought I had some time You're to fine. think about it. I joined it a much, uh, a much more uh, stable time. I guess stable is probably the, the, not the best way to look at it, but the most realistic way. I mean, like war was different when I went. Sure. Have you seen uh, any of the Edward Snowden stuff? Um, not, not like originally when it happened, but I meant like recently he's like trying to put out the book and it's getting censored by the government and la la la. Oh, that shit always happens. Sure. I just meant like, have that, I seen it? No, like his no. story. It, it's funny that I compare these two things, but I think his story is pretty like, like midline with like the same kind of nine 11 trajectory mm-hmm. of the American cultural and populace. Like I think his story kind of plays like the quintessential. Yeah. And we've, we've, we've talked about Snowden before. I definitely, um, I think there's a big difference and watch dude, as soon as we post this episode, some dudes in black suits are going to be like, you're a fucking Snowden sympathizer. Like <laughs> you're Snowden sympathizer. You got so, a straight IPS to him. Yeah. <laughs> IPS. Um, yeah, no, we've, I said like there, there's a big in my mind there was a difference between what Snowden did and what uh, uh, I almost said Peyton Manning, but Chelsea Manning. <laughs> when, <laughs> there was, when the Colts won a 2007, that's when Operation Stellar Wind really hit the end zone. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, no, it, it but there was a, in my mind there was a big difference between what Snowden did and what Manning did. Right. Right. Yeah. Um, right. Right. Where there was like, where Snowden's main focus was like the rights of the American people and the, you know, the 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 intrusion into our privacy that the government was doing, and like Manning was like, these guys in the military did bad things, and it's like, the scope was way different, and like the reality was like, I don't know, I have a hard time judging people for like losing it during war mm, like just, well sure i mean like and obviously i'm biased but i mean i feel the same way and i don't even have a bias to like apply right it's just it, it's hard to it's hard to take that position like oh soldiers are fucking wrong for killing you yeah well you took a guy who was 18 trained him how to kill told him he had to kill these specific people and then uh, it's at 30 and uh you know <laughs> and then we're like <gasps> They killed. <laughs> like, right. It's really like when in, in that I agree because it's funny because I think this is where like my liberalness comes out. But like I'm one of those people that Lord. honestly thinks like the military is kind of like the adults like in the sandbox mm-hmm. where it's like, yes, you don't like no one really likes to think of the idea of giving like uh, a like one of the most uh, what's the word like costly systems like 
any country has like mm-hmm. the formation of a military and the defense budget and all those things. Like the fact that like you give that much power to an entity, like right. it's scary and you know, they could get away with anything, especially Pussy. with the American military. Maybe it's weird, different in America because we all are armed, mm-hmm. but right. like regardless, like I'm still one of those people that's like, well, they're kind of the adults in the room. Like I'm, they're supposed to do this. I'm armed right now. Sure. <laughs> like, but that's my point. Like, you know, but even still, like you take the military, you take a bunch of jets, right. you just carpet bomb the whole East coast of the United States. Like, yeah, people get up in arms. Like, what do they do? They just storm commander in chief. You know, uh, like, you're I dumb. probably wouldn't like that. I wouldn't like it either. <laughs> I probably wouldn't, I wouldn't like, like that. that either. I'm like, but, wait a minute. But that's why I said like, we kind of all just tacitly are like, you know, we're protected. We're There's, safe. Like they must be doing the right thing. I, I think we're, we're, we're coming out of that. We're coming out of that. I mean, like, if you look at the history of war and how how actions in war were communicated back to the general populace of the United States, like, you had just like, watch 1917. They had to send a message. The guy had to run eight miles through German held territory with a letter in his hand. Like, that. that's what it was back then. You wanted to send a letter back home, they had to get, they had to get a donkey, fill it, at, fill it back with a, a satchel full of letters, bring it to a ship. And that ship had to sail back, <laughs> back across the channel. I mean, it was just a, such a slow process. Right. I mean, even into fucking Vietnam. Even Vietnam was really slow. I mean, and, and the length people stayed at war was much longer. Yeah, it right? had to be because they, right, they right. needed yeah, yeah. the information exactly. to succeed or fail. Um, so, I mean, like nowadays, like when I was overseas, and even from when I was overseas, things are even slightly different now. Like there's just more access. Um, when I was overseas in 2011 and 2012, um, I could go and wait in line on my little tiny base and there was one phone that had a phone line out. And so we could wait in line and everyone got like 30 minutes and we were able to say like, Hey, I'm going to call my mom and hopefully my mom answered and hopefully, <laughs> hopefully my dad was around. <laughs> that that guy over there was called every single day. Right. Just nothing. It's just, he keeps, he keeps walking out of his tail between his legs. As soon as he told us her name was Tammy Lynn, there's no way she waited. <laughs> <laughs> Jody was on that like it flies on just, shit. They were quick. Yeah, but but I mean like but but then we even had like five computers that had like a webcam, uh, or we had to order a webcam like from Amazon, and then like we, we we could then hook that up to the computer and um make a make a video call and Skype out. I feel like while that access like for 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 a lot of better ways that access has helped. Like obviously the people that are serving and the people at home and everything. And I think it's also helped because like that information is communicated so quickly that things can get done in a better way Mm -hmm. and you can hold them more accountable if that's what you're also seeking. Mm -hmm. But I think like ultimately like when the Afghan papers come out and you're like, this is almost like worse than the Pentagon papers in Vietnam. And then Mm -hmm. you, and then you realize like no one cared and it just didn't matter. And there was like a small group of people that got it frustrated and then it just disappeared into the news cycle. I mean, you could probably try, uh, uh, chop that up to like just general Trumpisms, honestly, but like, I still don't think it's, it makes sense to say like any of that accessibility has made it. So that tacit agreement you have with the military is any more like, no, I think we just have more, I think we have more, more um, insight into what's happening. And I think that started back true during Obama's time when we had the whole Guantanamo, uh, was that Obama that kind of broke that? Kind of, yeah. I think Obama was the one. I mean, obviously it happened when it. Bush was in office, but right. But Obama, Obama wanted to get rid of it. And right. No, no states right. wanted those things. So I think we have more access to see those things in our daily lives. Like on the news now, we can see literally like, uh, like cell phone footage that some idiot recorded while he was deployed and something bad happening. And so we get a lot more v- – 
like visual. I've heard there's a lot of idiots that just record weird videos. And I mean, just, we would, we would up and just we would have like, videos. No, I'm I'm aware. That's why I was. <laughs> we had I mean, we had videos of, of us on missions and stuff. I mean, like but what do you most think guys, that access is done. That's the question. What do you think access is done? I think it gives the American people more insight that that allows them to have doubt in what we're doing. Right. The 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 grand the grandeur of the military has always been like it happens over there. I think there's less doubt now, though. You think there's less doubt because I, I know a lot of motherfuckers doubt. who hate the military. Oh sure, don't get me wrong. Like I think, but I think like the, all the motherfuckers that hate the military are just the same like loud minority that hates every little like you know what no, I mean. Like, I the whole counterculture I, I, thing. And I don't agree with that. You don't agree? That I don't agree just, with that because I know many of my vet friends who hate the fucking military too. And sure, again, but, again, again, these are people who were a part of it and have grown to, to dislike it, just like they dislike the government. So anybody who enjoys any portion of the government is now a bootlicker or a statist. Running their boogaloo operations. Right. You're anti-boogaloo, so you fucking aren't on my team. <laughs> so, like, it doesn't matter. Like, I could say I enjoy my time in the military. I've been called a bootlicker so many times, and I don't even like the government. Yeah. I, <laughs> like, I guess that's kind of funny when you're, like, put in that camp. But honestly, You're a veteran? What? Right. And and that makes sense. Like, sure. Like all of those people, like if they've either had a personal relationship with it, right. Like maybe there's animosity built there that is extremely legitimate. Uh, sure. Maybe there's other people that are just participating in the counterculture. Maybe there's people that for a completely unrelated release and yet wholly valid, you know, have that doubt. But again, like we do not have people in droves like concerned about the war in Afghanistan. We don't have people in droves that were concerned that we were giving arms to the Saudis when the Yemen crisis was happening. Like even the Congress was trying to pass laws to make sure that they, we didn't keep doing that. And we didn't really care all that much. I think we ended up limiting the president's power to declare war again through that mm -hmm. process or whatever. But ultimately, like. To, to, I feel like that doubt right now maybe has gotten so much louder or maybe so much more intimate, but I do I do not think it is at the level that it used to be at. I'm going to say this, and this is not me picking on you. I, From what I've seen, just in my personal life, so that's very anecdotal, um, wholly believe that a majority of the left-wing political party does not like the military. And, and, and you just believe that? I believe that. I believe that, and I believe that because I've seen a lot of it, a lot of it, and, I, and obviously, again, it's anecdotal. How many people do I really have access to? Well, I can tell you through Facebook and Facebook groups. You can you can interact with a fuck ton of people, and you can even more so you can see the interactions of a lot of people that you don't that you don't personally jump into. Sure. What. Let me, let me say this then when it comes to the, the idea that like the left is like, you've seen so many instances, which I, I totally believe, honestly, you've seen so many instances of the left just having like that either hatred or just distrust or whatever you would want to call it about the military. I feel like, like, again, like regardless of any statistic proving that right or wrong, like the majority of the American people, if you ask them if they care about the military, as far as like servicemen and women, they say, absolutely. We know that doesn't play out because of like how shitty the VA is and how shitty like mm -hmm. they, you know, they're treated after the fact. So like that's definitely warranted. But again, like even if the whole left, even if the whole left and I'm being pretty general there didn't like the military, I still feel like what is the meaningfulness behind that when you don't have a similarity in the marches against Vietnam and, and the mass protests and everything like, like maybe you're right. Maybe like even quantifiably there's more people that distrust 
the military? Like, what does that do when that distrust has never gotten to a level again where people actually want to take up? I would say it can de- it can definitely uh, you can even like it could be at that level. It could be the level, and I'll say it like this: it but could we're be just a, diluted. It well, it it would be it could be at the level, but it's online, and so it doesn't appear to be that level, right? It doesn't it doesn't look like it because you're not physically seeing people in the streets, but like the amount of anti-government pages, the amount of anti military pages the amount of anti-police pages the amount of all these people have very similar feelings about these kinds of things because they're afraid the state has too much power and the state will use that power inappropriately and so so then if the state so then riddle me this so if the the same people in that situation that do think the state has too much power are we like is is it that to say like the liberals are the ones that think that's the case because they don't mm. want the military to have the power? No, no. Again, that's a dislike. I was going to make this point earlier. I also think the the right has a very bad view of the military and glorifying oh, it too heavily, and the and the libertarians have a very bad view of the military and being like there shouldn't be a fucking government, there shouldn't be a fucking military, right? Um, right. Except for outside of defending the homeland, right? Mm-hmm. So the, the mother, the mother U.S. <laughs> the U.S.S.A. The red, white, and blue, and uh, yellow hammer and sucker. Oh, that's gross, dude. <laughs> so the yellow arches. I don't know, like man, like I've just I've may, maybe that is like the pure crux of it is like maybe there is like a, a large group on both sides that dislike the military. Maybe there's like this idea that like you have the distrust for the government, but if it truly is just like the internet that's diluting it. It's scary to think like like what would be happening right now with like the quarantine and everything if you didn't – no one had social media. Like you and me are fortunate in the the great state of CO baby and they like – you know things are running at a pretty good pace right now in my opinion and I think everything's being handled pretty well for the most part. Right. But those people that were quarantined, like I can't imagine what that would be like without access to social media. I'm not even a big social media person. I just know that like people – I know. You never look at way. your fucking messenger. I <laughs> Facebook is like I send you like so many TikToks and there's never looked at. Facebook is a guilty pleasure. I, I like I literally am like, why are you sending me? And a I TikTok think for right? us, for us, for our age group, it it isn't as big of a, a draw. Like as people, as the younger people get older, we're going to see way more of that. Yeah, we definitely find ways to continue to use it as like a like not like a promotional platform necessarily, but there is a part of us that's like, I'm not going to put my whole life on here, oh, but yeah, I'm yeah. still going to use I it. I hardly post anything about me. Right. I will post a meme. I will uh, say happy birthday to family and friends and um, keep in contact with my parents so they can see my daughter. But like, I'm not actively going out and like posting my location and sweet photos all the time because it's just not me. I didn't grow up doing that. And so it was never ingrained. But nowadays, kids are fucking far more doing that at a, at a much more uh, massive rate than than we were. Yeah, and it's fucked up to think like that is the case. Like, re- like our generation kind of is in this regards with it. The younger generations are even more. We're the in between. We're the in between. Thank you. And it's like when you have one side of that where like. You know, there is a distrust for the military and government as a whole, but there's it's also combined with people that know it could do better. They know it could play a really good role, right? right? And then you and you kind of balance all the different policies. It's like if social media and the internet is at the same time diluting our ability to make changes on that scale mm-hmm. and with those things, while at the same time like promoting, you know, endorphin releases when you're posting pictures and all and all mm-hmm. this kind of shit. It's Getting like likes. it's like what like if we were like fucking quarantined for 
a year, two years, right? Like just hypothetically and like a, an impossible scenario because people would just not listen. Obviously mm-hmm. they would just go out and like cops would do whatever they have to do. And we've turned into a malicious state, God forbid. But like the fact that that's the, the place that everyone's in right now and your like solitude in your home is making that come out like crazy for me is like, kind of an unnerving thing for a lot of the people out there that might not be well, super in tune again yeah yeah that. i think that'd be much tougher for people like you and i mm. than it would be for uh, uh, a 16 to 18 year old now mm-hmm. because most of their life is online mm-hmm. it's digital most almost entirety of their life is digital yeah what was it like you have to post like a picture of you washing your hands Oh yeah, yeah. Hashtag like, doing my part. Hashtag doing my part. Even the hashtag that was like video, and you're supposed to do it for twenty seconds. Yeah, and the hashtag was like fifty characters. <laughs> it was like <laughs> hashtag doing my part for Colorado. Every single day I can until I can't no more. <laughs> Another hashtag. <laughs> yeah, there's a nice corporate fucking social media platform for you there. God, I hate that. Like I, I, I get it. Hashtag whole you know promo thing. Yeah. Every time someone's like, "This is my hashtag," I'm like, uh, "You took a business course." We, me and uh, me and my wife did a hashtag for our wedding, and it was like kind of cute. It, I mean, a lot of people and do that, that. Like makes me vomit kind of. Way. <laughs> a lot yeah, of people do I that, but you. it was like such a hard thing to do because it usually has to do with your last name. What was your hashtag? Uh, I'm not gonna give up my last name. Oh, <laughs> I, it was your name. I see. Mm-hmm. I was gonna say like, <laughs> I guess actually it was uh, it was a hashtag a uh, whole lot of love. <laughs> hashtag end soon. <laughs> hashtag kidding. round two. <laughs> round two. There you go. That's the good hashtag. Retweet. Yeah. No, it was. It was. I mean, but it was hard to come up with. I mean, because again, yeah. I'm not. I'm not super ingrained into the internet, like, and in, in like how to make a good hashtag and how to market myself. Like, even on stream, I'm not great at marketing myself. Like, like if I was a, if I was like a shareholder or a stakeholder in like Facebook or like a big like social media company, I'd be like, people would probably pay for social media right now. Mm-hmm. Like I'd be like people like if all of a sudden you, you went onto your computer, your phone and you're you're trying to log into your Instagram and all of a sudden it was like, hey, two dollars just to rebuy Instagram. Right. Right. Ooh. Oh, that'd be in, that that you would see riots. You, you. Yeah. It'd be a bunch of teeny boppers rioting. It wouldn't <laughs> even be like it'd be like all the regular people like at work <laughs> and everyone with like their switches. just mm-hmm. Yeah. Just reing out in the fucking streets. Naruto running and reing. <laughs> that, that hits almost too close to home. I don't want to look in that mirror. Don't make me look in the mirror. Don't make me do it. Oh God. Yeah. I don't know. I have, have you like dabbled at all? Like in a social media thing that you normally wouldn't have, but because like everything going on. Um, no, no, actually like, I did click onto my Snapchat for the first time in probably two years the other day, and like it wasn't logged in. And I was like, "That's a lot of work." <laughs> like, I'm, not gonna I'm gonna have to go through three emails I don't have <laughs> anymore. Reset a password I won't remember. <laughs> I've been logging into a lot of my old phone games now. Oh, I see. So you're like kind of yeah, because you're a big like phone gamer. So now mm-hmm. you're like, oh, I can get back into those mm-hmm. things or whatever. No, I told you the other day I like scoured like my Instagram, my old Snapchat that I don't really use a whole lot anymore, mm-hmm. my Facebook Messenger, all this stuff. And like, it was weird. I, I'm getting, I'm getting stuff from like eight years ago. Right. Like, yeah. I, I mean, I have an Instagram. Stuff. I was a minor. You I have, know? Yeah. I, I have an Instagram. <laughs> I have a Twitter. I have a Facebook and I literally just scroll them. I don't post on them. 
Now, if you guys are interested in us having an Instagram and posting things, we could definitely look at doing that for sure. Absolutely. And that's something that needs to be said as well. While we take that, that quick log roll that he so politely invited me to, uh, we are interested in creating kind of a Twitter, potentially an Instagram, a bunch of different solo accounts. Cause I think right now on the anchor historically insignificant podcast, it has mine, only with the intention that I didn't know what the platform was doing. So I just put all my shit hoping like it was even pre COVID plans, pre COVID <laughs> plans, you know, didn't know if I would ever have a, a co-host and I was like, Oh, let's just, let's get the, the deeps. But, but anyway, so we're, that's going to be happening soon. Yeah. So we'll have an email for you guys that do, you know, send us stuff in the email. Um, I've even thought about since like I have, uh, and this isn't like, this is like a humble brag, but I have enough extra money to be like, I can get a PO box. Oh, I see. So that'd be pretty, that'd be pretty fun. Um, oh, God. I, I would be like so stoked to like just put like play some audio through too. Oh, yeah. Well, like, we're going to figure that out because like right now we record directly on Anchor and it allows us to record for a half hour at a time and only from one audio source. Luckily, we have an audio board. So both of our mics are going through one audio source technically, but we can't put up stuff from like the internet or like even play phone messages and mm-hmm. like make them be heard. So we're looking at ways of like different audio softwares to be able to play those things. And I think that'll bring a lot more interaction from the audience that people probably would enjoy um, if they, if they wanted to partake in that, especially now since we're so separated from each other, um, kind of reaching out and getting your voice heard is important. Yeah, definitely. Uh, I was, I was telling you, I was telling you earlier that, uh, uh, who was it? Uh, like Burt Kreischer was saying like, don't share things on social media that you feel like are going to be rubbed in someone else's nose. Right. Just because like right now, like there are so many people that are going through so many hard times that like, don't, like don't just wait to post your vacation photos. Right. Which like at the end of the day, like no one's going to do that. Like if you're the person that is like on a vacation, taking those photos and wanting to post them, you're going to post them right now more than ever. Right. Cause like, you know, it's going to get a lot of likes or whatever, right. or a lot of hate, but you know, it's going to get a reaction. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, <laughs> the, it was funny. Cause then his wife's like, no, I told you that because you wanted to go sting, you dumbass. But anyway, <laughs> um, yeah, like he said, like we want to post stuff. We want you guys to get involved right now. Like because of everything going on, it's a lot more fun to like hang out and record podcast episodes. Um, that's why we thought it'd be a good time too to like try out like just doing whatever, obviously. Yeah. I mean, uh, speaking we, of doing whatever, yeah. I'm really interested in like trying to like get back into watching UFC like consistently. I've been thinking about sports. A You'd lot. be one of the many viewers from home watching. Well, right, right. But like I used to be super into watching that. I obviously love watching basketball and I mean that season's canceled, but like I like right now, like I would die to have like just a bunch of reruns of like old NBA finals Dude, stuff. And, and you know what's funny about that is like people like ESPN are like taking part of like the meme of what our lives are now. Mm-hmm. Like, did you see like they made like ESPN? It was the Ocho for an entire day and they played like professional darts, comp- competitive juggling. Like, really? yeah. Like they did a bunch of like really wacky things that were like in the movie, uh, dodgeball. They, they, they posted like they, they, that was like their entire platform for a day. <sighs> I would love like some like 24 hour, like movie cycles. You know what I mean? Oh yeah. Yeah. Like, like remember like, um, was it TCM Turner Classic Movies? Mm-hmm. Remember you flip on that and like b- back when we were younger, when that when that was still like you know a big thing, 
Um, it would always play like old like black and white cowboy movies, and mm-hmm. you'd always like flip past it real fast. You're like, what the fuck? Dude, I'm not watching that. <laughs> now, <laughs> like, and now the, you're like, I, I could really watch. deep dive some some things like that. Oh yeah, that's like that's why like when Netflix does put on like old movies, like I was telling you, I just rewatched the Hook movie. When they put on old movies like that, I'm not like a big like nostalgia buff for that stuff, mm-hmm. but like right now, when like you have the time to watch a full movie, I'm like. Oh, it's a lot better to get into. Dude, something. you know what me, my me, me and my buddies on Discord did, yeah. like me and Spiff and and Victory and all them. Um, we you, you like, downloaded the beta of Valorant. No, no, <laughs> we went on Discord and you can stream your PC, like what you're doing on your PC, to a chat there. So eight of us got together and we watched Lord of the Rings together. That's sick. and so we're all in a video call and we can all talk to each other during the movie and watch the movie together. That's so cool. It's funny because I just finished Lord of the Rings also. But I mean, that, that's like an every couple days thing. Yeah, I'm watching me. that like once a week. I, I almost ingest <laughs> it like inter- intervenously. Yeah, no, point. I do love me some Lord of the Rings. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we were watching that. I was like, man, the CGI and the special effects really still hold up. They still hold up. They're super good. Uh, yeah. We were going to start The Hobbit, but the problem is we were doing drinking games with them. Mm. I'm, I've, I've never been like a big drinking game like movie person. I just I don't really like it. I don't know why. Like. I, I guess I just don't really like it because the the times that you have to drink in general, mm-hmm. like, what, what, so like I'll use Lord of the Rings for example. So we watched the first three regular Lord of the Rings movies, and one of them is like every time Frodo and Sam have like basically like a falling in love moment, mm-hmm. and so like you know like one movie you have. 15 drinks the next movie you have two and then the last movie you have like another 25 yeah, or whatever yeah. and so and you're, you're just like alcohol poisoning by the end yeah you're like alcohol poisoning you're like i just wanted to watch a good movie and now like every time i watch lord of the rings without drinking i'm just like that would have been that drink moment dude uh, you time know what take a shot <laughs> moment. i i enjoy movies way too much to like do that and that sounds like really elitist but i i, I enjoy I'm so the same way. i enjoy movies far too much to be like i'm gonna fucking be drunk during this because like i want to enjoy the movie i want to enjoy the score i want to enjoy the the writing i want to enjoy the cinematography and the set pieces and the fucking uh, all of it i enjoy it so much i'm so hesitant to start any new animes because i know i'm just going to like glue my eyeballs to a tv screen you can hop on one piece over a thousand episodes oh my god i come back after my weekend (laughs) jason i I have watched five Hundred episodes well, of One when, Piece when, in two days. When I got that, that the access to Funimation, and I watched, I think, I think four hundred and eighty episodes of One Piece, and I was like, "You were going so." Hard. I was like, "I can't do it anymore. I, can't, I, can't, <laughs> I, need, I need like a two year break." From I was One like, Piece. "How many hours is that?" I'm like, "That there's not even enough hours in the day." And He's so I'm running I, episode one and episode two next to each other. Yeah, I, I watched. I watched. A, I think in, in like two months, I watched like four hundred and eighty episodes, and each episode's about twenty minutes long. So I'll let you guys do the math on that. Like 480 <laughs> episodes times 20 minutes. I, I still need to get the the girlfriend to watch Demon Slayer. That stuff's so good. Yeah. You should watch it too. Oh, you know what I've, been, know what I've been doing is watching a bunch of um, – because on Netflix now, a lot of their original like Japanese release films, um, they've dubbed them. Oh. And so like I got to watch – I watched like the uh, Full Metal Alchemist movie. And, nice. the, and then like I want to watch Bleach and Death Note. Although I know – their ass like i know they're bad i know <laughs> it's the really, live actions it's really yeah, hard to like yeah. take a show that has like 290 to 300 episodes and be like we're gonna put it into an hour 
We're going to put it into an hour and it's not going to look anything like you want it to look. Like I so desperately want a Naruto live action movie. And then I also hate myself for wanting that because I know how bad it will be. It's like they whitewash like the Japanese films in general mm-hmm. just because of animation styles and whatnot. Mm-hmm. And then when they cast them, they're like, I have to find like the the just the perfect skin tone the perfect accented person to play this character and you're like well you like i'm not saying you should have also whitewashed the movie i'm just saying like you went so far into like i want this to be like the best live action like everyone's going to tune into this you know like well i'll tell you the book watch the movie like that's i'll tell you why they goes. i'll tell they why they do that i'll tell you and it, there's a good reason behind why they whitewash the movie like why all anime characters look like white people they like to burn money no, oh. because the Japanese studios realize how big it is here. Mm. They realize how fucking large yeah. the anime culture is in the United States. And so they know if they make an anime show with people who like majority, and it used to be the majority of people here in the United States were white. So, and the majority of that culture was white. And so they knew if they made a show with a bunch of white people in it, we'd be more apt to watch it. Oh, yeah. That's why they all have regular. That sounds fucked up. Regular eyes. They have normal human-like <laughs> eyes. Not not Asian eyes. <laughs> yeah, you should tell them that Hitler joke. No. <laughs> but but that's why they what's the, that's why they do it. So if you watch like um, if you see like a lot of like Japanese like that just stay in Japan Japanese animes like that just stay in Japan. They are very they are like the characters are Japanese. Mm. They they aren't they aren't white people. My mother was asking me about shows to watch right now because mm-hmm. she's just gone through so many things. And I wanted to be like, you tell her one piece, <laughs> my hero academia. <laughs> uh, I fucking love that show. She's like, Oh, the, the boy, like, uh, Mitaron, he's really sweet. <laughs> yeah. I, oh, I, I told my no. dad, he was like, you should get on some fucking, some Naruto man, some good shit in there. And he's like, is that one of your stupid cartoons? <laughs> <laughs> so like, one of your stupid cartoons well i mean it, it'd be pretty cool it'd be nice we'd have something to talk about yeah i i don't i don't think there's any new shows did you like that lock and key i i enjoyed it i i thought they could uh, and of course it came from a, a graphic novel i believe um so there's more they could have done but i think the way they rounded out the season it, it made sense to leave it where they left it oh okay but sure. like there are certain shows that they do that i that I, I loved that will just never come around again. Yeah. That's upsetting. Mm-hmm. Cause then you're like, you get so invested in it and you're like on the precipice of just we, like willingly will spend another hundreds of hours. Oh yeah. It's just garbo. Right. Like uh travelers. Did you ever watch travelers on Netflix? No. Oh my God. I know so yeah, it was there. a show that, um, How many seasons of, was that three. Okay. Um, it was a show about a group of people from the future. Um, and they came back to the past because they had knowledge of the things that were going to happen that destroyed the world. And so their job was to fucking make those things not happen. It was probably one of my favorite sci-fi shows like that that's ever been on, like besides like a straight sci-fi show, like altered carbon. Mm -hmm. But, Mm -hmm. um, that show was amazing and they cut it at season three. And the reason they cut it is because Netflix wanted to leave room in their programming for new shows. And it's like, dude, when you have a good audience in a show, you let that show play out. Mm-hmm. You let that show like even if you want to end it, like give it another season or two, or do uh, do a season and a movie, or change it however you want too, right? Mm-hmm. Like like if you just want to do like pull a goat and just like do eight episodes, like eight hour long episodes, mm-hmm. like if that's just what's gonna work for you, like 
go ahead and work it out, right? Like if you want to like like I wouldn't even be upset if they started transitioning shows to like a 20 minute format, but mm-hmm. then they just spent like the beginning and the end doing like like I I've seen a lot of shows where they do this where it's like you have the recap at the beginning, mm-hmm. but you want to watch the recap because they add like five new things in the recap and you're like Oh, like that, like those things were happening at the same time as that part mm-hmm. of the other episode. So you're effectively getting like, oh, maybe 45 minutes worth of content out of like a 20 minute, 10 minute ends. Right. right. You're um, seeing all the tie-ins and everything. Right. You're seeing all the connections and stuff. Like if that's what they want to do, do it. But like it, every time they stop a show, I just get, it. it's so frustrating. When I found out Mindhunters is in for a third season, you told me that mm-hmm. I was like, that's just disappointing because right. it could have been anything. Right, right. You, like, you, you it could was have so close, you could, and you could even like finish it out with a movie and finish that story. Yeah, like there's been a few shows that did that. Where um, what was that? Uh, Sense Eight. Sense Eight was one of my favorite Netflix shows. I think I've seen another, some of that. It was it was another sci-fi show about um, people born all over the world, but they were uh, psychically connected, and they were always psychically connected in groups of eight. And so like based on their backgrounds and stuff, they could actually hop their consciousness into other people's bodies and use their talents to help this people is, out. This is like some weird Umbrella Academy stuff. It is kind of like that, but but my God, the show, I mean, that that show, I think, the thing that drew me in was all of the ambiance with the show because they actually flew the crew to all eight countries to film. That's cool. Mm-hmm. That's cool. Every, everything that's practical in like the movie business now, right. and even if you go back to when you're, anything practical, I'm just a big fan of. Yeah, no, um, seeing seeing practical special effects, uh, practical set pieces and stuff like that, like real locations, like that stuff's amazing. Yeah, no, I agree. It's funny that there's not more – what made me think of this is because we were talking about the practicality of things. I think like we were talking to a friend about the fact that like most actors and actresses now like aren't – like unique individuals mm-hmm. as much as they are like attractive in a very objective sense or whatever mm-hmm. that looks like. They're all cookie cutter in one way or another. And there's some acceptance. Sure. But it's funny because when I think of the people that aren't that cookie cutter, aren't that unique. Right. Um, when it comes to, to those movies, like when I think of practicality in that sense, I'm like, we've lost all of that. But when you watch like Lord of the Rings and all that kind of stuff, you're like, uh, I miss it. I miss yeah. it. Like, well, like, and, 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 and a part so of that good. A part of the conversation was like how amazing television has become. Like mm. the stories being given through television format have been so incredible. Like I don't, I don't even like see movies that I like really look forward to anymore. You know, it would be so fucking smart. Why don't they create like movie universes? Like not like Marvel Universe, right? Where like all the movies like coincide with each other, where it's like one movie, but like after you watch the movie, they constantly like the characters in the movie post Instagram posts that tell you highlights and transitions until the second movie comes out, right? Because then you could like gauge a show's like attention grabbing nature and what people are really interested in based on the following of all of those pieces of content. So it's like right. for Witcher, right? Like I think Witcher's already been greenlighted for like 12 seasons. <laughs> <laughs> like I think the number seven. I like seven I feel seasons. like what would have been smarter, I mean, maybe they had so many views that they were like, this is smart. It would have been smarter if they were like, let's do the Witcher show, 
let's then not just promo on social media, but let's like do like a stupid gimmicky, like Geralt Facebook. And then let's do like an Instagram of all the set pieces we worked with and behind the scenes stuff. And just like constantly keep like the, the story alive in one way or another. And then gauging off of that, then you put a second season in and then you put more money in and then you get more investors. Right. Just use the tools we already have and create like a whole like front to end experience with like the shows people like. I've, I think I've seen that and a few things, mostly the Marvel universe. Um, Marvel's really good about it because right. those actors and actresses are so much their characters right. that they can kind of play both. And like they do a good job of like even including third party content into the universe. Like, um, like they have the new uh, Netflix series coming out. It's going to be an animated, or not Netflix, sorry, Disney Plus series. Um, called the What If series, and it's going to be an animated series. But like all the act, all the voice acting is from the actual actors who play the characters. Mm. So like Robert Downey Jr. is going to actually be voicing Tony Stark in the show. Okay. So that, like it's going to be cool. it's going to be like an animated series um, of like these crazy What If stories. Like What If? Um, well, I think the, a good example. I think well, some of the better examples are like um, What If they gave. Uh, Bruce Banner, the super soldier serum, and it was he wasn't the Hulk. It's like weird little things like I that. I see. So, but that's cool. No, that, that definitely like runs the same course I was talking about. And and it's kind of like in animes, like a lot of animes when they do like the closer, they'll have like like the Chiba Ubu like senpai like kind of animation style at the end. Mm-hmm. And it's like, yes, it's like a two minute thing at the end or whatever, but it's supposed to like cater to another audience of people that like that other style of art. Mm -hmm. I feel like Marvel did do a good job, but like, I don't know. Like I would like to see Netflix with shows that do really, really well invest more in the actual like stories themselves. Mm -hmm. And they could become six movie sequels, right? Like I don't think you can really get away with a storyline like Star Wars or Lord of the Rings anymore. And like even Game of Thrones, right? Like Game of Thrones went for a long time. Yeah. But there was so much back-ended work with Game of Thrones. Like the characters like performing things off-site, memes, you know, just existing in a pervasive way through the internet and everything. Right. And I think we'll get that uh, again with the new Lord of the Rings series. I think they've just – they started to figure out that that stuff works – and so we'll start seeing it again more. I'm super excited about the Lord of the Rings series. And the fact that like, I think it was Amazon. Amazon's doing it. Yeah. Amazon. The fact that they were willing to shell out so much money. I'm like, yeah, we could give like a billion dollars, $500 billion to the major corporations. If they make <laughs> stuff like that. If they keep making stuff like that. Yeah. <laughs> All right. And we are back with Historically Insignificant. Um, no, you were saying like, I was, well, I was saying like, it would be cool if they did a full universe for all those things. Mm -hmm. What's funny is, is like, I'm the same person that when like a Denny's or like any kind of restaurant gets a Facebook page, I like cringe. (laughs) Right. (laughs) I'm the same person where I'm like, really? Like you took that same business class the other guy took where you have to start putting hashtags. So now all of your IHOP pancakes are going to have hashtags. Hashtags moons over my hand. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like the same way I hate it. Like the same time I'm like, it's a really good business strategy. It's going to really affect a lot of people in positive. Way. Oh, it's going to really connect Denny's to a lot of people who didn't have access to Denny's, I guess. <laughs> didn't have access to mediocre eggs and sausage. <laughs> <laughs> now no longer existent eggs and sausage. It only doesn't way. exist here. It doesn't exist in Colorado Springs. That's it. Oh, really? Right. So the same like, owner who owned all five went bankrupt and closed all of them. I think that was a tax thing, wasn't it? Yeah, he didn't want to pay his taxes, yeah. 
I mean, who does, right? Well, all taxation is theft, so <laughs> I can't blame them really. But what what if they just what if the federal government was like just we'll just forego taxes mm-hmm. for like these months? Like that is like your you know, whatever. Your that, that's your contribution is just on like every third month you pay taxes. Yeah, sure. Something like that. And maybe every third month or maybe even just like until said crisis is over, like right. we have oh, enough like to during, keep going. During this, like, yeah. Um, I've seen a lot of good ideas out there. Um, is that not one of them? Is that what you're saying? No, you're I'm right? not going to say that. I'm just saying <laughs> I've seen a lot of good ideas out there. <laughs> so we'll end it there. And uh, that's it. I'm just saying it'd be like the the best way of not only making sure that people get the support in one way, in one fashion, mm-hmm. I think. And the other thing is, is like, it's also the one way where like, if that did get passed, like who knows if you'd ever have to do it again. You know what I mean? Right. Uh, yeah. Like a lot of knee jerk reactions. Like you don't know like how, how much of a jerk you need because who knows when the next time will be. Right. You know, and apparently, right. apparently every two years we're having a fucking major uh, pandemic catastrophe. So, um, do we just say every two years you're only going to pay every third month's taxes? Yeah. Yep. Yep. Every year, every every six months, you only have to pay taxes every three months. Yeah, but then does your tax rate go up? If you were only paying it a little bit, you know what? It probably would. It's not, like not, it's like not, every not, six not months you're going to pay fifty percent of your fucking earnings. <laughs> yeah, I would. I guess I would rather take a little off the top every single time than like fifty at once. Right. So like, I don't I don't like taxes, but if they're going to happen, like monthly and as small as possible I, I i still think man like let's just send like a quick email over to some social media platform we don't use and say like hey like charge a five dollar upload fee like you just have oh, to get five dollars i'm get telling you i'm telling you there would be riots you you really think people would people like would just, fucking freak out you think if if facebook was like it'll be a dollar fifty per month for usage of Facebook, of course, there's going to be still millions of people who pay that, but there's going to be a lot of people who pay it and be like, you know, you know what? Fuck these guys. <laughs> Fuck these guys. I still have to use their platform. Mm-hmm. But then it's like that's the same argument for it being a public utility. Uh, right. So like, which I agree with. Like, I think a lot of people out there do consider it somewhat of a public utility. I don't think I don't think Facebook is. Wh- which platform do you think Twitter would be? Nope. Like, no, no, no. Like maybe my fucking website for my goddamn actual utilities. <laughs> which Your which comments. by which by the way, I have to pay a three dollar surcharge to pay the only method they allow you. They only allow you to pay by card. So then why do you think people would be like you, you don't you you don't mean like riot, right? You just mean like they'd be pissed. They'd be pissy out. They'd yeah. Pissy Obviously that's a bit of hyperbole, but well I just meant like mad. I would like to see the Facebook riots of twenty twenty four. Like Oh, dude! Trump's, I've, Trump's doing his third term. I have like often said, solid. I've often said, if the right corporation has the right amount of money, I'd totally get into fucking corporate espionage. Like that would be such a fucking baller fucking job. Is that title. the number one type of espionage you'd sign up for? <laughs> <laughs> I think it's only the only one I qualify for at this point. Like, that guy's fucking espionage would be great. I would, I would die to be well, a black definitely, person. Definitely, like uh, our idea of what that is has been tainted by media. Absolutely, but like every time I think of Raymond Reddington, I'm like. Seems pretty cushy. Seems like, great. I, I know he killed a few and he's people, not a, but like, you know, say la vie. Technically a supervillain. Technically, <laughs> yeah. Like more or less. But I mean, it's all within some vague understanding of the law. Like some of it's blatantly illegal. Right. But other is like, well, like it I was do like illegal. That. I do like that show how they're like, well, this is technically illegal, but we're going to do it. But 
I am working with you guys and you are the head law enforcement agency. Uh, the so, FBI will allow you to embezzle a lot of money. <laughs> <laughs> I love that show. I can't finish it though. I know. Once it's, once you finish it, it's over. Like that's it. It's that's over. That's kind of why I don't want to do that's it. That's why like Homeland just released a new season and like oh. they had, and they ended it and then they released a new season. I was like, did you end up finishing into the, the Badlands too? By the uh, way? I still have the last I, season to watch. I had somebody recommend that to me. That It was you. me. It, oh. it wasn't you. It wasn't you. That's why I was so interested. It's because I was like, oh, a second person? Two recommendations. Oh, that's putting it in a different category now. It's not just like, oh, I it know. Was, it, it was a fantastic show. Like, I, re- yeah. I really did enjoy it. Like, it, just because I, I've i always been into that kind of like uh, over-the-top um, choreographed fighting. It's like the – not the Jackie Chan stuff. Like the crouching like, tiger, hidden dragon kind of thing. Yeah. Or like flying. Like yeah. that stuff is like – Really crazy riot Yeah, work. it's fucking cool. Yeah. Like it's no, just I cool agree. to see because like I definitely was a kid who would like – who watched Crouching Tiger, Hidden Dragon and was like, if I practice enough, I can also run on a wall. <laughs> like – <laughs> just put some maps. It down. never worked. <laughs> <laughs> That's now you would just take a video of you on the ground and someone would be above you. Yeah. And you would just like pretend you're running against And it'd be them. a 13 second video on TikTok. Exactly. And then you would get <laughs> 1.5 million likes. And like, then check this out, guys. The person that was just doing a little dance for five seconds got three million. Yeah. So you know Yeah, the way content's ingested is is weird too. Like uh um I showed you a TikTok earlier where it was a funny concept and um it was the girl talking about the the, uh, the, the, the quarantine, days. yeah, the quarantine, <laughs> um, and her videos all consistently had like six thousand views, eleven thousand, thirty thousand, but then you'd click on the homepage and it'd be like um, some teenager in a fucking crop top and booty shorts doing a shitty dance. And it'd be like three point five million. Yeah, yeah. Like, oh, there's a lot of pedophiles. You, I was gonna say, do you think that's like? purely like just the audience base and just weirdos. And, well, I think, yeah, and again, we're talking about a thing that's probably mainly used by kids. Well, I just meant like, you think it's like, if it's used by kids, I'm assuming you're saying it's more of like a trend, just a fact. Oh, like yeah. A but but I mean, like if you see a, if you see a girl who's 16 and you're 16, you're like, Oh fuck. Yeah. Right. Like, that's in my realm of attainability. But I meant like you don't think it's like an algorithm thing. Like you mm-hmm. don't think like there's certain things. That I mean, of are course, everything there's algorithms for everything, right? Sure. I think there's not enough known about TikTok's algorithm right now to really say much on that. That people are doing the experiments that we talked about before. Like I'm going to post three videos of exactly the same content. And you and me don't have accounts either, right? No, I have no account. Yeah, no. I don't either. TikTok's so one like, of those magical we... platforms that allows you to fully engage in their content without having an account. Exactly. But I feel like you and me still see shit, see shit that we enjoy that's not like – you know what I mean? Like it almost feels like like when you uh, well, see think, that video that's six I think it's views just showing and you all the other ones, it's weird. It's showing you a spectrum of things. She's like, I'll send you a ton of videos that I think are funny. But that's after scrolling for like an hour, right? You know, I might send <laughs> you six president. videos. I'll send you six videos and that was after an hour of scrolling. Whereas like if I had an account and it knew the things that I liked and shared, it would probably be like 30 or 40 videos. So it's like this guy likes this specific amount of stuff. He's – it doesn't really have a way of tracking that because that doesn't have – I don't have an account. So it's not measuring my right. my watch time. Having a for you page also by the way, like that is a golden idea. Like, like it's kind of the same way. Like, I, I don't know if you ever have had like an Outlook email. Yeah. Like, so Outlook has focused and unfocused inboxes. Mm-hmm. Making it so there's a for you page and then a general page is basically like saying like, this is your focused inbox. Right. You want to open the cesspool that is your spam folder or whatever. Like, go over here. Mm-hmm. That is such a brilliant idea for like that kind of quick. Right. Like, and what I was saying format. about the algorithm is like, 
I will send you a video that has a hundred thousand likes. I will also send you a video that I am the first watcher. <laughs> or <laughs> there's two likes and you're or, one of yeah, them. Yeah, <laughs> or, or or there's or there's like it's been watched 13 times and there's no likes, like no one's liked it, but I'm like, I chuckle, but I don't have an account, so I'm not gonna like it, you know? Yeah, I would that I do that sometimes with the comments. Because like being like like watching Twitch and being like a Twitch person, like sometimes like commenting is you know it can be enjoyable to mm-hmm. engage in a lot of ways. I guess sometimes with Facebook, but like every time I read the comments on TikTok, I'm just like, that's probably a pretty bad weird cesspool to be involved. In. Yeah, like no, it and, doesn't make and, a and whole that always lot of happens sense. with with things that are um, secondary ingest media. So like mm. YouTube. Like TikTok, oh. things where things where your your comment is not being actively viewed by the person creating that content, like not like while they're doing it. No. So on Twitch, if I say something stupid or mean or nasty, <laughs> that person sits there and I can see, I can watch the torment roll over their face. That's happened to me while I've been live, and it's like so I know what that I know what that's like, mm-hmm. right? But like on YouTube, I can go post something, and there's a chance that that person will never see it or never interact with it. It just matters on the person how much. The same thing with TikTok. How often are they really checking their comments and like watching to see what people are saying? That's a good point. I've only seen a very, very small handful of people disable comments on TikTok, which I'm pretty confident you can do. Mm-hmm. Never is it like a very routine thing. Like I think most people are like, you have to go out of your way to see them because mm-hmm. like on Facebook, you're scrolling down and then it's right there. Mm-hmm. On TikTok, like you'd have to actively leave the video in order to see them. Or right. I guess it's like a drop down box. But and even on Facebook, still, I'll, still a smart operating platform. Right. And, and even on Facebook, I'll, I'll generally only really interact with a, a, a comment thread that I see people are actively making comments on. Right. Like – I know that I'm going to get a reaction out of this, and whether that whether my intent is to have a ne- negative or positive positive reaction is irrelevant. It's like I know that there's going to be a reaction, like right. someone will respond to me. It's so funny because like I've never experienced that necessarily, like on Facebook, like like if everyone a, you know just doesn't talk on Facebook. They're like, oh, thanks for the comment, like button. Well, kind of, yeah, but moreover, like if there's a page where like there's like let's say a hundred plus comments, like I just never have like the the feeling of like I want to comment. Mm-hmm. Every time I do, though, I do get a response. Every single time I do it, like somebody wants to engage and someone wants to say something. And I, crap will, or, I will post things on my, pay, my my Facebook and be like, "Man, I hope someone says something." Like, oh, sure, same. And, and sure. it's never happened, right. Like, right? In the in the twelve years I've had a, tic, uh, a Facebook, never once. Right, but when you post like something or like or like a comment, when rather, I comment something, someone someone else is like, "I'm gonna comment back to that." Oh, I'm gonna comment back to that. I'm gonna reply to that, so it's an even smaller substrate of the conversational mm-hmm. tool, and then no one's gonna see it unless they really want to start calling me a cunt, and then we'll go from there. Yeah, then we'll maybe maybe we'll go from there. <laughs> I tried bringing up that conversational thing to you, and you basically said that was shit. Which thing? I said like, wouldn't it be cool if there was like uh, a software or something where on Facebook there was like conversation rules. Or like if somebody commented and it would like you'd have to wait a few minutes before anyone else could join the conversation. Oh. And it would say like, you know, Jason and so-and-so are both in a conversation. So you cannot comment until two hours from now or something. Well, like right. Because me and whatever. you would be in a conversation. I'd be like, well, this in the Constitution says this or the economy. There's some guy on fucking, you know, this news site said this. And then there'd be somebody that's like, yeah, but your mom likes to fucking have sex with me. You're a mouth breather. Yeah. It's just like. <laughs> Thank you for your input. <laughs> that that was very studious of you. Yeah, to, I appreciate your. I appreciate I feel your like comments. This, this this conversation was missing a lot of your idiocy, right. <laughs> your uh, covidiacy. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. I hate go. when you do that. <laughs> oh god.
God. I feel like, but when I said that, you immediately were like, that seems all right. People would wait two hours and then comment bullshit. If they had something to say, they would. If yeah. they had something yeah. meaningful to say, it would probably cut down on a lot of the bullshit. I, that's why I was thinking about it is because it's like, it's kind of like, and this is going to be touchy, but it's kind of like the law where you can't purchase a firearm. Like, Oh, the waiting period, the waiting period. Right. So it's like the waiting period. It's like, if you had a waiting period, could you technically disarm hostile cancel culture and just, you know, divisive comments on social media? I mean, yes and no, maybe like, I, I feel like definitely people who want to be trolly are still going to be very trolly. Like I'll come back in two hours and be like, yeah, well, um, it looks like, you know, y- y- you, <laughs> I've, I've seen you are troll before. And it looks like you like children in your, in your free time. It looks like you have sex with children in your free time. I think it would be great if there was like, oh, uh, I hope you tell me like, oh, yeah, I found it. It's at this domain. Like, I think it'd be great if there was like a troller anonymous. I'm sure there is. You think? Like, I know. I know. I would, I would, I have, like, a f- I would I, do my blood oath. Like, I have uh, quite a few friends who have secondary Facebook pages with no information on them and no pictures of them. It's just pictures of like anime characters. And they all and have they, that same scar on it's their just, left arm and they wear the same hat. It's literally just for them to go onto pages and be assholes. <laughs> and, just, and just troll the hell out of them. Right. And by the way, I don't do that. Sure. <laughs> if sure, I'm going yeah, yeah, to make yeah. a comment, it's going to be from me. Right. You got to come say it to my, you got to come talk back to me, to my face. Right. No, I agree. But I'm not afraid of like what's uh, going to happen. Sometimes like that troll where mm-hmm. you comment and you know, someone's going to get really upset and you just like let it ride. Right. There was a comment thread about something. It was, um, I, I don't remember the exact context of the conversation, but someone had said something like that was very abrasive to transgenders. Um, and I said, you know, technically they're right. And, and people, people that. got offended by that. I people got offended that. by that. And I was like, I'm not saying that this person is like fucking like saying what they're saying is okay. I'm not saying that like the reality that is true is okay. Then we shouldn't try to change it, but it's right. But it's right. But it's correct. Right. Like saying like saying that, that 22 veterans a day kill themselves. It's horrible. It's not technically wrong. It doesn't make it wrong because you feel bad about it. It doesn't mean we shouldn't try to change it, but people like to just find every fucking reason in the world to be offended. People think feeling something is the like the truth right right like if i feel well, or if i feel something if i feel a way about something that gives me the moral high ground to maintain my position with uh with with uh much vigor it's so shitty that that's continued to be enabled like like i'm pretty much like a very democratic voter liberal on a lot of different policies <laughs> like Kind of not like fiscally conservative, but like I do want the government to be reined in in a lot of ways. And I think like anytime you give the government power, there is a drawback that needs to be applied in some fashion. So sure, sure. But regardless of that, like even being a liberal and everything, like I feel like. uh... Oh, it was the transgender thing. It was the idea of like, oh, like I'm still right. Um, the people that are the ones that are getting pissed off and they're getting upset and everything like, like because their feelings are the only thing that matters, even being a liberal, like if you think that feelings are actually like a good determination of what should be happening, the fact that like my side of the aisle has continually promoted that Mm -hmm. is so wrong. Like it's so destructive. Well, and we've, we've allowed that to be the case, uh, in every facet of our lives generally, like Facebook, Instagram, Twitter, 
college campuses, workplace, like, and there's definitely a level of interaction that doesn't need to be had. Sexual harassment, racial harassment, those things like gender harassment, those things are terrible, right? right? Those things shouldn't, shouldn't happen. But like, it's the small things. It's, it's the, it's the small things that we allow to take over our lives. Like, I don't like the way that guy said that. Mm-hmm. And like, or like having the opinion that like speaking, um, uh, 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 with like, like as if you've never been educated is a very white privilege, like thinking that's wrong is a very white privilege position. Right. Like, okay, well let's delve into that. Let's talk about it. Not like, Hey, I don't like that. He said that. Um, he's not allowed to talk about it. Right. It's unfortunate. Cause I think a lot of it does go back to kind of the classroom. Like grant, like you could always say like parenting has something to do with that, but I would actually argue like, I don't think parents were the ones that told their kids, like, your feelings are valid, thus other people have to bend their will to your feelings. Mm -hmm. Like, there was a component of that, like, Mm -hmm. with the coddling and all these other things we've talked about. But I think the bigger part of that is, like, when you're in the classroom and you're being asked to, like, answer questions and prove your, like, intelligence, your, like, academic worth in front of other students, more Mm -hmm. or less, like, I feel like immediately a lot of people our age in classrooms like mm-hmm. you would like if you were answering a question because they just called on you or whatever you're like well i feel like it's this right yeah but normally you would you would say like well i think this and you would kind of have some or, ownership of that but that's or even like i feel like it i feel like it's this way because of these things that i've seen and read right actually like yeah. structuring some kind of yeah. argument which you which you learn you know mm-hmm. in general through life and higher academics but like when you're like in middle school and high school and stuff, like as a student, you are not interested in like sharing, like oh, dude, when the teacher calls or like opinions <laughs> when the teacher support. calls on you and you're like uh, in eighth grade or like oh yeah, you're like oh, nah, I'm good. Yeah, and then the <laughs> like, person that answers all the questions, like, hey, teacher, we had homework last night. <laughs> like, God, fucking nerd. Oh, nerd. God, you just ruined it for the whole class. Um, as soon as we said like feelings are valid, that is what has completely enabled. The entire base of our current president, who are all fucking well. I think that I think that Jesus. Uh, I think I think that <laughs> I think that we could also like break that down and say like having a feeling about something doesn't make you inherently wrong, right? Having feelings is valid. You can have feelings Absolutely. about things, but you having a feeling about something, you're feeling some type of way about a subject, does not negate anyone else's information, right? If you're not speaking from a place of uh, of being informed, and I think it's fair to 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 only quickly argue like the other component of that, which is there is a time and place when those same valid feelings should be used to make strong arguments. You know what I mean? Like like there should be situations where either like through having a bunch of people coming together or just the way you articulated it, like there should be situations where just the way you feel can move people. Well, yeah. And then you would use those in like, in like fucking speeches. Right. Speeches, but also just like talking to family members, maintaining relationships with people in your personal life. Like feelings matter so much in that. But it's again, like as soon as you say in the classroom in an academic sense or on social media, when it's so curt and Mm -hmm. so just quick tempered and all those other things, like as soon as you put cross that line, like now we just have. Well, there's also a big difference between doing it in a classroom and then doing it on Facebook, right? Because in a classroom, I can articulate how I feel about something through context with my speech. Right. Mm. I can verbally, I can verbally um, um, change the way my words sound or, verbally change the way my message comes across. Mm-hmm. Whereas like in, on Facebook through writing, when someone has to read my message, everything can be misconstrued. Right. Um, I think I talked to you once about like, 
like we had to live through like the texting literacy phase. Right. Where like we all had to figure out like how you actually text someone where they know what fe- like you're feeling and mm-hmm. like like how would you use emojis like the lull at the end of every single sentence because that's just like that's the new period. That's the new period. Mm-hmm. Just so you don't sound like an asshole just writing some blanket statement. Mm-hmm. Um, it's weird because that same kind of like etiquette was not created or maintained on Facebook or anything. No, it's app. not. And, and again, like I think a big Maybe part like the left on red. It's like part of that whole thing. But right. That's it. But I mean, like, again, that came from the me- mechanisms we had to convey those messages. Like I had to use a T9 keyboard on my fucking Nokia brick, you know, like it, I had to actually like tap, you know, and so if I wanted the D, you know, or if I wanted like the a- ABC was on one letter. So if I wanted to get to C, I had to tap two, three times. And so like that structured the way a lot of my writing went. I'm not going to say be right back. I'm going to put BRB. That's way easier to do, especially when I'm driving and I don't want to look at my phone. (laughs) It's funny because is it like when you say it like that, like writing is very much like, like so intimate to people. Right. It is. And that's why we've, we've lost a lot of it because like, if you think of like what it took to write a book back in like 1600, whatever. Well, plus like, yeah, to publish like words, like, cause that's what a book essentially was, mm-hmm. was like publishing the book, like mm-hmm. being able to publish words and it looks the same as every other person's words. The fact that like right now I could go onto Twitter and just be like, you know, according to the CDC, like 98% of people that catch the COVID virus actually start shitting Skittles. Right. And mm-hmm. that's how we're going to fix the the hunger issue. I like, like that. I like that step. I, if I wrote that, that would look the exact same as a person that works for the CDC giving actual advice or evidence or research. The only difference would be the handle in the picture. And I would love to see your site, your source for that. <laughs> I would <laughs> need gonna, some peer editing. I'm going to need a Chicago style in text citation on that. Oh, it's interesting. You say that it was from the, the LA times actually. So and that makes sense. Actually. Completely trustworthy. Actually, that makes sense. <laughs> it was from Huffington post. <laughs> uh, someone shared a Huffington post article with me the other day. Someone I respected it. Now I don't No, oh, Yeah. It's tough to maintain that. Oh, geez. Um, the, uh, f- fuck the Huffington Post. I've just started thinking about all the shitty news outlets, <laughs> but that's not what There's I so was. many. There's so many. Oh, I was saying the text thing. It's unfortunate because, like, you can literally write anything and it's the exact well, same. Well, I mean, like, again, like, uh, again, like, our emotions really came out. Like, when we had, when we, if we typed a full message because of the challenge of what, what that took, like, the effort that put into it, it meant more. Mm-hmm. Like, I hey, agree. it's not I I I L Y or a heart. It's hey, I love you. Mm-hmm. You know, I'm gonna te- take the time to type that out because it means more to make sure that that message is conveyed in conveyed in completeness than it is for me just to type a fucking a three and a right arrow. I wonder what it would be like talking to like Ben Franklin or something like you know like somebody that like in early times of America was like had no choice but to constantly write letters to. The English king to the dude, and he had to like get his ink, fill his pen, write it out in perfect cursive because no one knew how to write anything other than that. Exactly, and And then then, like fold the letter, melt wax, and fucking seal it. Like, dude, and even just like the writing of it, like because you're constantly having to redip your ink because you're constantly having to make sure like the room is in the right setting and la la la, Mm -hmm. like your candles aren't going out, whatever, like. It's it's crazy to think like they probably had similar little things where they were like, I know when I send a letter to to James Madison, every time I use my squiggly s, 
He doesn't know what I'm saying. That's an interesting accent to give to Ben Franklin. Ben Franklin was a unique fellow. <laughs> Very exotic. Uh, exactly. <laughs> like he was born in southern Louisiana. Once the lightning hit him, he was done so. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I think it would be it would it be was a juicy contradiction after that. Oh God. Well, I, I was gonna tell you, like I had an instructor when I was doing my behavioral analysis courses and stuff, um, when I was getting certified to be an executive protection agent. Um that he he had had twelve years experience as a handwriting anal- analyst, mm-hmm. so he could do handwriting analysis, um, and it was extremely interesting because he'd just have us write. He'd say, "Here's the words I want you to write." So it'd be like a, it'd be like three sentences. He'd just write them onto a piece of paper, and then he would study what we wrote, and then tell us things about ourselves that he would never have known. Like he is like, um, he's like, oh, I can see here, like, um, you know, you you won't. You won't like go out and just make a purchase. You'll go back and, and and like do research on something and like or like you're very intelligent because you write very close together and small. So all your thoughts are flowing out really fast out of your head because you're trying to have all these complete thoughts. And so you write very fast and tiny. And this is like, are you a wizard? That's crazy. Are you a wizard? <laughs> like one person like hands their paper to him and he's just like I can tell from this that you don't have any hands. <laughs> just a, piece just, of it's just a fucking ink nub, giant it's letters. Just, it's just like, just a wrist. It's like when you take your pencil, you put it sideways, and you just start like <laughs> shaping it on the Looks paper. like you taped a pen to your forehead. He's amazing. This guy's got fucking skills. He's such an analyst. I oh, feel man. analyzed. Yeah, no, he was he was a trip. But that's uh, so cool though. Yeah, I mean, it was it was a cruel skill. And I was like, Oh, how do we learn this? He's like, I can teach you. I'm like, Well, I have two days left in this class right. i don't know if that would be possible with texting probably because it's just there's well no because again information things are slipping out like in our right. writing but i feel like you might be able to do that with facebook like, well, you know, like something funny. that can show behavioral trends as we have had this uh this 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 case with um the stotch the gannis dodge case going on here in colorado and um my wife showed me an interesting uh story of this guy who works for the police department and he plays um, voice messages like people who they would get on phone phone recordings and he plays them in reverse he says no matter what our subconscious always lets the real message come out so even if they're hiding something the real message will always come out some way so he'd take their voicemail like the voicemails they'd, they'd collect or the recordings of these phone calls and he'd play them in reverse and he would and it was like the most crackpot bullshit <laughs> i was like i could do this i could play an audio cl- recording in reverse and like say something means something right and i could i could say these couple syllables that sound kind of similar to these words mean these words sure it's kind of like those things where you see those you hear those audio clips now and it's like um what word do you hear and it's like two words that sound like it's like lightning strike and bulbasaur and like oh, they, 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 yeah and it's like sure. this is a general sound and then you can't hear those things it's very much like that and i was explaining to my wife i was like this is some fucking horseshit, but it scares the hell out of me because like I'm waiting for the close. I'm waiting for the next thing. It's like when I ate his soul, and then Lucifer told me waiting, to do more. I'm waiting for the old Ozzy Osbourne recordings of like fucking in reverse, like pray to the devil, you know. <laughs> and you're like, oh, like hook, line, and sinker. That's a conviction if I've ever right, heard one. Right, right. It's just like the same way we see all these psychics. Now put that out. thing on times four speed. Yeah, what does I'm it say then? I'm sure it gets really nutty. Oh, he reads Leviticus. That's clearly just a, an ancient Mongolian dialect. I just <laughs> yeah. don't think you understand. Yeah, what this means in uh, in in Sumerian is <laughs> hail Baphomet. Ancient Mesopotamian. <laughs> it's those Greco-Roman Prussians. They were crazy. <laughs> <laughs> oh, this blueberry whiskey or not blueberry? It's fucking blackberry whiskey. Is fucking awesome. Is it really good? Yeah, it's tasty. I was gonna have it. To does try a sip. it does taste like wine? It does mm-hmm. really. 
Do you, it I, definitely, it definitely. You, you said it smells like wine too. It definitely, it definitely. I mean, here, try it. It's it it definitely tastes like whiskey, right? Like you can tell it's whiskey, but it has a very winey um, taste because of the blackberry. Oh, it does. Right? I told no, you. I agree. It's like it's. It, I I was about I to can, say. I was about to I say. I can taste this. I can taste the, the autumn. The autumn mist on this. It's a little. It's a little too close to that, like hard, hard grape you get. Yeah, I would say it's probably not genuine blackberry flavor. Sure, it's like it's like a Welch's blackberry. It's can. really good though. It's probably one of the best whiskeys I've had as far as like like uh, fruit flavored or whatever. Um, and with that, we will see you for the last. <laughs> all right here we are at the end of our third episode of historically insignificant um holy shit i feel like we touched on like a bunch of we did a lot of things and i think this this episode i think at least for me it felt like it what flew by because this is over an hour and a half long it's our longest one yet i totally agree and uh we didn't really have a game plan so like for sure if you guys would enjoy more of this style, then let, like, let us know. Because so far you've had three different styles of podcasts from us. You've had a very structured podcast, um, uh, a somewhat structured podcast, and now this is a completely free form. We had no topics, no plans going in. And it really shows how much like we think about what we want to continue doing and we want to test it out. Like If this was something where we felt like, you know, we're we're fucking gonna kill it and these podcasts are gonna be fucking amazing like day one we would have like been doing the same thing every day and like trying something true but we're like no honestly like there could be a lot of different ways of doing it and like i agree i think it's something where like this one actually flew by long conversation talked about a lot of different stuff which was really really fun um i think there's an opportunity where like we, they can be a lot of them are like this. There could be some like sprinkled in that are, you know, very specific. There could be some that are like, you know, less targeted and topical, but are still very directed in like the, the questions we want to ask and everything. Um, but to bring it back full circle, really like historically insignificant, like we said, it's not about the structure. It's not necessarily about the topic. It's about the process of just finding someone that you feel comfortable with and talking through Lord knows what. Right. We touched on some, what would maybe be considered some hard topics um, for some for people, sure. for yeah. some people to have. I mean, I'm sure there's some conversations we had that were like most people would stray away from by all means, at least even with, with people they're close. With. Right. And so I think what this is, I mean, really what we'd like you guys to start doing is just even being like comfortable with having these conversations with your friends and family. I mean, because again, everyone's point is in some way valid. I mean, besides like overt racism and like hatred, there is some form of validity to everyone's opinion. And it comes from somewhere that is valid, um, whether it be life experience or education or, or, or lack thereof. And it really takes that just quick realization that just a little bit of humility when you're having a conversation that's going to get difficult. And like in this situation, right? Like at no point where me and Jason, like, Oh, that was really hard conversation because we have conversations like that all the time. We understand like when you need to give deference to the other person or when there is a valid point to be made for so many people, it's so hard just to even like start talking about that. So if you guys like 
you know, after hearing all these different podcasts of stuff, if you're like, oh, historically insignificant cool. They just talk about whatever they want. And, you know, sometimes there's a big story and lesson to be learned. Other times there's not. Other times, you know, there there's a little like tidbit of reality here and there. And other times it's just crazy questions and no answers, like we've said. Um, but have that conversation with us then. Have that conversation with, you know, the podcast. Join us and send us messages. Follow up on all the socials and everything. Um, we plugged them last time, but, you know, send Thing. Look forward to the changes on the page because Absolutely. we'll have we'll Thanks have we'll have the page kind of dictate some of maybe the pay like the the historical historically insignificance Twitter and stuff like that, which makes it a lot easier for you guys to interact with us uh, or our email where you guys can send us things and, and we can interact with that. I think the email would be cool. Yeah, I think it'll give everyone like an opportunity to like actually submit something in a meaningful way. Right, and and I, and I do want to say like um, we're small we're really small Absolutely. right now and that's and that's fine like that's awesome like when i opened it up the program up today and we had 17 listens like that's awesome super excited because i mean any listen is is is, is okay it's good mm-hmm. um and i want to do a special shout out to the one dude in fucking uh versailles france yes for uh struggle fucking his way through that first episode because i don't know through my friend like <laughs> how is versailles I, I hope you're enjoying the new audio uh hope that your your translation application is working well. i hope so much so that he's still a, a still a fan and we hooked him on one of those early ones um but yeah so this podcast ran not long but it landed ran almost the full extent that it could have run um we probably could have kept doing 30 minute sections if we really wanted to but i think this would kind of be like the longer cast that we end up posting obviously this is a longer outro but i think it's important for us to really like hit home and say you know we're so open to so many things we're going to keep doing this we're having a lot of fun we think it's really important and we think especially episodes like this where we get to talk about anything gives us the opportunity to reflect on some of the things that are happening right now right and it gives us a chance to pull away from like the negativity around us mm. right yeah it doesn't it makes it so like i'm not just thinking like man am i gonna have toilet paper tomorrow yeah <laughs> where's the tp <laughs> i still want to print out the the pictures and put them in my window <laughs> the neighbors just photo prints but no uh, paper rolls. I, I know i speak for both of us i'm sure drew will follow up here but we really are appreciative of everyone who stops by and takes a listen um, and if you stick around for multiple ep- episodes, we really, really appreciate that as well. Um, anything um, you guys want to interact with, just, just let us know. Um, again, we'll be we'll, we'll have the the voicemail option available for you guys for now. And then once the uh, the email and the Twitter and maybe even an Instagram, if you guys are interested, are available to you to use, you'll just keep checking the the homepage and seeing those. Um, I'm not sure how it works for Spotify, but um, we'll figure something out there as well. Absolutely. And I think that was actually extremely well-rounded. First time for that guy, let me tell you. I have miracle moments every once in a while. (laughs) Till next time, peace. Thanks, guys.